First things first, thank you so much for letting us put this out as a double episode since we missed last week. We planned on doing a recording using a feature that our hosting platform recently rolled out and it's called mobile recording. Not solid, so apologies for having to do a double episode, but thank you always for being so kind. Number one, no one is happy at Disney World. Yeah, there's a lot of sweaty, disgruntled <laughs> parents, couples, individuals. It, it's weird. I feel like at the beginning of the day, you do see more joy. Yes, because we're then, not all dying. But then when the sun hits its peak, it's a lot of bodies just trying to make it through the day. I brought five tubes of sunscreen, cooling towels. We brought electrolyte tablets that Leon uses for running. There's nothing that can combat how miserable you are at about one o'clock. Yeah, the Florida theme parks are no joke. The And I feel like when we went, temperature-wise, it was only like in the 90s. But with yeah. humidity, I guess the feel was over 100 easily, like 105. I don't know how you hottest, guys do it. That's the I hottest I've experienced this year so far. But it's so different from what we're used to. That humidity kills you. It is interesting being in a constant state of moisture. <laughs> You're just sweating. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah, the ride length... Or the wait times, I should say, are insane. Thankfully, our friend is very pro-Disney, knows all the hacks, tips, tricks, got us fast passes. Great. But there's a couple that you do have to wait in line in the sun for, and I can't believe kids do this. I could barely do it as an adult. If I went again and remembered the events from this experience, I would definitely invest in those tiny foldable chairs. (laughs) Oh, the little stools. Because you are going to be waiting. You go If you like to go on rides, there's going to be a lot of waiting. I'm scared of almost all rides, but I went on so many that I've never been on before. Just because I felt peer pressured. No one was actually peer pressuring me, but I re- know I can't just stay on the sidelines for every single ride. Guys, Guardians of the Galaxy, terrifying. Yeah, I caught tiny glimpses. I just kept closing my eyes. Their new roller coaster ride was really awesome. It's so scary. I'm not going to spoil anything, but you're basically, because you're in space, it's very dark. And they know what they're doing to make you, you know, make the uh, the adrenaline go. So props to all of you that live in the southeast. You're just hot. Props to you. Thing number two. Ladies, we can do better. Theme park bathrooms. Oh. Wash your hands. The amount of grown women not washing their hands and also not telling their kids to wash their hands. Y'all nasty. Wild. Disgusting. Just blew my mind the amount that I saw. Wash your hands. Just, ew. And then, like, if you think about it, like, at Disney, you have to do, like, the bracelet thing and then put your hand, your finger on the... Oh, yeah. To get in the park. Gross. No one's washing their hands. We touched someone's post-bathroom fingers. Yeah. Probably on everything. Every ride. Oh, I can't think of that too much. Today we'll be talking about Season 9, Episode 10, How to Marry a Stripper, as well as Episode 11, Different Expectations. Let's start with Guillermo and Kara, just because they're the most serious conversation of all of the couples for these last two weeks. We see that Jose Joaquin did end up passing due to renal failure. This is Guillermo's brother, who is in the Dominican Republic, and it's... One of the worst parts of the K-1 and an immigration process. Life continues whether you're there or not, even the tragic portions, and it's so sad to see it play out. Because there's nothing you can do. You can't help plan a funeral. You can't grieve with the rest of your family. That's 
it. You're just stuck. So I was not very smart and I had to actually look up what renal failure was. And I guess that's failure of the kidneys. Yes, it can't it was, process. It was sad to hear of, I guess, how fast it can take someone. I mean, it seemed like it was just one day, right? Where he either went in or they took him in. To well, it sounded at. like he... He has known kidney problems, so he's doing dialysis and stuff, but I think it just progressed so fast mm-hmm. that there wasn't really anything they could do. It was, a, it was a sad moment just to see someone's family member pass away during the show. Like, we're always shooting the shit, bullshitting, talking our opinions of people. It's so easy to talk shit yeah. about people, but this Man. is so real life, and it's yeah. so sad. Kara yeah. takes Guillermo to a rodeo to get his mind off of everything going on, have a little fun outside of the house. I love a fair. I love Mm. a rodeo. Give me these chili cheese nachos. (laughs) In my notes, I wrote, stop eating the nachos right now. You only have three weeks to plan a wedding. I didn't realize we were so down to the wire. Everyone stop eating. Go. Uh, Oddly enough, they they only have a couple weeks. I feel like they are the most, or they are the couple that has talked about the actual wedding event. Kind of, but they only recently agreed to have a, quote your fingers, decent wedding because... It was either kind of all in Guillermo style or courthouse wedding Karen. So it mm. sounds like they kind of compromised. But what does that mean? Do you still need a venue? It's three weeks. And three weeks to get things scheduled, folks to make things or get out of flat, like whatever yeah. you're going to include in this wedding. The people that are doing the work need time. And that is that is a hard window to meet. We had a couple weeks for our elopement. And I was pretty much not planning anything. Like I went and got a dress with my mom. We knew we were going to hike up. My dad got, what is it called? Ordained. Yes. My dad got ordained. So we were like, all right, we're just going to do it. Mm -hmm. I think I stressed my mom out by not planning anything way more than myself. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, oh, we're just going to go say nice things to each other in the woods and it's going to be great. But then my mom was like, do you have a bouquet? I was like, no, I don't care. And so she like went and picked me some lilies from her garden and made me a little bouquet. And then she's like, what are you going to do after? And I was like, nothing. And so then she made tacos for everyone. Yeah, so it was I nice, but that. I think I made her more stressed out than myself at all. Moving on to Emily and Kobe, though. They're wild. I have- every, every week, I'm just surprised by how we're progressing in this relationship. Mattress shopping? Guys, our friend tweeted at us and said they can't wait for us to see this segment. And I had a very similar reaction to when Thais and Patrick touched their tongues together. It's just too much. Stop. Stop. The the humping, the touching, the... Kobe, stop getting behind her. Just everyone stop laying down and doing weird things. If anything, Kobe looked like a kid who didn't know what to do with himself at a mattress store. <laughs> just, just stop touching each other. Also, Kobe says that he wants a mattress where they will all fit. Right. Emily says she just wants a mattress they can afford. I have many questions. One... Why can we still not sleep train the kid? If that's what you want. It doesn't sound like that's what they want. It does sound like Emily wants the kid in bed. Okay, fine. That's what you guys do. But later in this episode, they talk about how they're going to like have sex all night on their new mattress. And all I could think of is what do you do with your child? All I could think of was I only need 20 minutes. (laughs) I was like, all night? Aren't you like tired? No, they're going. That's a key point of their relationship. Nah, going all night doing a lot you just need a solid 20 minutes so do you shove the kid to an end of the bed oh, do you put, have, or do you carry out the sleeping kid to the other room i i don't know it's a lot i, I don't know yeah. it, it gets weird like <laughs> that's exactly where my, do, my mind do both went parents though. like sneak out of the bed and go to the bathroom or, like what do they do 
Oh, maybe they do sneak out, but go to the room oh, that Kobe oh, is sleeping oh. in. Oh, I see. I would be more comfortable with that than any of the scenarios that I just said. That's fine. The scene immediately changed. And then we were in the jewelry shop with Emily's sister, Emily's dad, and Kobe. I thought it was really dumb for Emily's dad to say that it was stupid for Kobe to buy a ring. Why is it not stupid that your daughter won't stop whining about this ring? Why aren't you talking to your daughter? I'll always say this when we have to talk about her dad. At least her dad is one of the most characters I've seen, I guess, that will not talk bad about their side of this party. No, of course not. They might say Emily wants it her way, but they don't really call her on her shit. No, they never. None of this is Emily's fault. Also, there's a theme for them on this episode was we're buying this thing that we really shouldn't because we don't have any money, but we're still doing it anyways. Exactly. Same thing with the mattress of. I really hope she returns that ring. Emily, if you didn't buy your fucking ring, you probably could have got a mattress. Where is all this money coming from? I'm not sure. Working part time. I have no idea. Well, she probably pays no bills. So that's probably still she has some savings. Yeah, that's true. I need Emily's dad to have the same energy for Emily. I just need that. Don't say that this whole thing is stupid. You don't have the money when your daughter's the one whining for it. Pull your daughter aside. You should probably be like, honey, you know, this is not that important in the grand scheme of things. Her mom already called her out by saying, like, it's really not about the ring. It's like about the the love you build, the relationship. My coworker said it perfectly. It's not about the ring. It's not about the wedding. It's about the marriage. But no, no, no. That's like third in line to Emily. Emily talks about how she got such a good deal on the ring, and I bet she got the same deal that Kobe did. This jeweler's just handing out 30% everywhere. Right, so is everything marked up 30%? Yes, and then this is the real price. I wouldn't be surprised they went to the same store. I know. How many jewelry stores we got in this small town? Exactly. So it's date night for Emily and Kobe. Again, they're always alone. Isn't it funny how Emily could not bear being away from him for one night? She's like, this might be our only chance for a while. You're always having date night. You're always going shopping. You're always doing something where your parents are watching the kids. So I don't want to hear it. That makes the first night and how we were annoyed that Kobe couldn't meet his son so much worse. Remember when Emily's dad in the very beginning of their their segment or their their time on the series, they kind of he said, oh, thank goodness you're here. And they passed over the kiddo kind of thinking like, oh, yeah, our watch has ended and yours is beginning. No, no, no. Your watch has not ended. Still going to ask you to take care of many date nights, many date nights. Wasn't it weird when Emily basically implied, look at what you get for coming with me. Free champagne. I always get stuff wherever I go. So cringy considering Kobe set all of this up. Yeah, and I've never had free champagne from any place ever. <laughs> we probably have at like a wedding. It's free for us, not well, for yeah. the people paying yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. I thought Kobe did a good job. It seemed like he went through it some was effort very sweet. To, to get this done, and I think he did a great job. Gave them the ring to put in the champagne. Very sweet. The beautiful, elegant noteworthy line from emily i don't even want to eat anymore i just want to go home and fuck they're freaky they're free they are they're they're getting it in when they can hey you do you of course the perfect time to tell your fiance that you went behind his back to get your own ring is in front of all of your family as they celebrate your engagement i loved her wording she's like i just have to get it off my chest i know just you could have gotten off your chest like in private just not in front of everyone and in her response to him not even wanting to look at it, he knew exactly what was going on. She said, I'm sorry if this upset you. 
What a shitty ass apology. Absolutely no accountability. Also, the, the timing of getting the ring was odd. Like, it, you didn't need it for any particular reason. Maybe if when you planned your wedding date or whatever, then you're like, okay, he still hasn't given me a ring, so I should probably buy one. But what's the point of buying, like, your own ring this early out? No. Before you do anything for the wedding or... I mean, I'll never support it anyway. That's us being nice and trying to find a reason. And I could see where Kobe... You know, the way he reacted, he's like, you know, I'm out of here. Like, I just need to go yeah. take a break or whatever Absolutely. go to sleep. There is like some kind of, there's like a broken truster of you think I can't take care of you. Exactly. It's, which I guess from like manhood or tradition. It's emasculating. Like, it's like, yeah, right. It's, I kind of understand how he was feeling. Mind you, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't care. So like. That, no, that, the ring that, wouldn't. That scene wouldn't happen. Yeah, but I'm like, well, never well I, I can get where, I don't know, man. Just, although he did get a good price. Yeah, what's a good did, price? Did Emily say how much she spent on hers? She did not, but I assume it's comparable. That'd be interesting. He paid eleven hundred for his. I think he got a great deal. I do too. Wait, was that just the engagement, or did was there a band with it? Maybe there's like a like a like a standard band. No, no diamonds. You know, I don't actually kinda... know if we saw a band. Now I'm, I'm curious. Sure. Now I'm curious if they always come in pairs. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, real question though: Did she even need to tell him about the ring that she bought? Nah, then it'd slip out, you know, in conversation with another family member. Then he would ask her, like, did you buy a ring back then? Like, no, I think it would have just been (laughs) weird. So it's good that she told him Uh, timing. Terrible execution. See, this makes me look bad. My initial reaction is, okay, I know you're not supposed to lie, especially to your future husband, but maybe just don't tell him. Or her Your eyebrows should, are real or, raised. Or, or her family members could have, when she told her mom and sister and grandma, she should, they should have all said, pause, before you go any further, go return that ring right now, and we'll pretend this <laughs> never happened. I just, yeah, I mean, I just feel like you could have quietly returned it and no one needed to know. But you already told everyone, so that's what fucked it up, is then you're making everyone else lie, so... We see that Shida has been here in the U.S. and with Bilal for one month at this point. And things are rough. Girl, do you need any more red flags? Just please do not uh, go through with this. Bilal's giving me some asshole energy. He's awful. Like I can... in, in Every single day, every turn, there's just something you have to worry about with him. His way of sort of distance, distancing himself from Shida, it, it's almost like they're personalities don't work like that yeah like where she may have to talk about things yeah he just shuts down shuts down and treats you like shit yeah and then you have to like beg him no i have to earn your trust again well you're in your mood i'm not gonna go pep you up how do you feel about Bilal's sister designing shida's dress i would be weary i wouldn't be weary if you could look into the design and then I mean, I'm guessing she, I don't know I anything. Hope she I don't, her. I don't know anything about her. I'm guessing she's a talented artist and designer. Probably, but I'm just really hesitant to trust Bilal's family with anything since we've seen how everyone has been acting. Right, she might give her a so, prank dress. I don't know if I would want. I don't know if you want. I want you to have that much control and to be able to hold it over my head. Oh, you get a backup dress. <laughs> oh no, just like, like a backup is, ring. Just be like, this is my reception desk or whatever party dress that I'll change into. And the sister. When I come, hate the initial the dress, I just come wear. through. You're like, and this has now become my main. <laughs> that dress. might be worse. I love the birdies. I love her little friends. Mm-hmm. Yep, little birdie. <laughs> Bilal's like, who's that? Ah, don't worry about that. Yeah, good, good girl. <laughs> so you tell her to play the game, add your own terms, and that's I fully agree. 
two can play this game. Oh, as far as you have your terms, I'll have my terms. What do you What do you think about that prenups in general? I think they're fine if both people agree and they get to have whatever they want in it. It's not. Oh, it yeah. cannot be a one sided thing. I think the issue with with the prenup is when you when you hear that, it almost to me screams to protect myself. Yes. Like the initial start of it is how do I protect what I have so I don't lose it all to don't this person? Don't get married then. That's an option. But I think, yeah, there need, there's probably always a journey of like, well, no, this thing needs to be modified so both people feel safe. Exactly. But if it's just by law saying, I don't want to give you anything if we get divorced and nothing you say matters, that's not cool. I think Shida should definitely put something in there. Yeah. Where... Protect well, herself. I mean, she I mean, gets what she needs. They've already mentioned, you know, having kids. Maybe there's a clause in there if, like, you don't deliver. Like, I get some of what you have or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> and honestly, it usually comes down to monetary. Do you want to talk about her conversation with his ex-wife? Not yet. That's the next okay. episode. We're working there. Okay. But the conversation with his sister was very interesting. He had the balls to say that Shida was argumentative and that things have to be her way. Mm-hmm. Please. He's also speaking please. about himself. Things have to be your way. Uh, but he doesn't think so. He thinks he's so cool, calm, relaxed, collected. Bro, you were fixing like the knives and the forks and the layout. You're killing you're, me. You got a little weirdness in you. Hey, forks want to be in their home, just like spoons and knives. Oh, but I don't tell people how I want them to act. <laughs> no. Oh, guys, me and Leon now do this thing where. If the other person's being messy and we catch them doing it, we just go, okay, Shida. (laughs) As a joke, we love her. But... It hasn't happened too much yet. No, but the first time it happened, I take a green drink every morning and it's a really fine green powder. (laughs) And so I... Apparently one morning, I didn't even notice it. It was super messy with it and left like a bunch of it on the counter. I mean, we're talking about a lot of powder. Yeah, I didn't even realize it. A lot of powder. And Leon, I was upstairs and he texted me a picture and he goes, okay, Shida. (laughs) And so then, like, literally not even long after that, I go downstairs and I walk by the laundry area and there's uh, clothes on the floor. And so I take a picture. Okay, Shida. We could do it all day to each other. It's not good. <laughs> so bad. All, she, all Gal did was spill a little bit of water. And now and now. Now it's, now it's an internal meme. <laughs> Bilal says to his sister that everyone that he has ever loved has left him. If that and, ooh, baby. If can that, you do some self-reflection that's then? that's not a red flag, fam. At a certain point... If a man told me this, I would go, oh, so it's you. Exactly. At some point, when people start going, and the common denominator is you, you really got to start thinking, do I need to change myself? But it's wild because the people that deal with this, the people that always are somehow the victim and it's always someone else's fault, can never have that self-reflection to think, how did I contribute to that? Hmm. You know who I'm talking about. Someone that was in our lives. Exact same thing. Hmm. It's always someone else. How do you feel about Shida's packing? Oh, she kind of looked like me when I was trying to go to Florida. <laughs> That's exactly Ooh. what I thought of. You're Ooh. just getting it I in put, the bag. I put all my dirty clothes in the bag. And I and there was, there was you no... You had a separate bag for it, though. But, but there was no folding or anything. No. I literally threw it in the bag and then threw that bag into my main bag. It That's was, okay. Well, I mean, it's dirty clothes. I feel like you can get away with it. But you didn't fold your other clothes either. Okay. <laughs> it but, was but, all but just for, everywhere. For real, for real, girl. The bag was full and you trying to throw two pairs of boots in there. Uh, also, those should be in a separate bag. Just saying. I also don't like my shoes just free flowing i have some opinions man like Bilal started 
It's like, hey, whoa, you know, like, calm down, like, treat it, you know, with a fucking zipper, oh, man. Oh, here, no, thought on that immediately. If I'm spending money on a Louie, that zipper better be premium. That little, that little harsh zip she did should yeah. not be damaging it at yeah, all. Yeah, this should, this should be able to get tugged, like, 10 million times yes. with how much money I'm spending on this damn yep, bag. exactly. But I, I know people should care about, like, what they buy and, you know, what they own with their money, but... I don't know. It's almost like this balance of you bought this super nice bag, but now you like can't you like can't hurt the bag. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna buy my fucking bag. I'm it's buying like, my TJ Maxx I'm, bags and I'm shoving it around. I'm traveling with this bag, and you're already throwing the damn bag in this dirty ass bag compartment in the yeah, fucking plane. Exactly. Uh, I, I have too much going on. I'm gonna yank all the hey, zipper. For real, if that was really all the bags they had, which oh we, impressive, we don't, we don't believe. But if it was, yes, they travel with like nothing. I could never. He had that little duffel. And then like she a, had her duffel. Well, it was like a rolly duffel. Yeah. And then her purse and his like man purse. They, it was like nothing. Was like, nothing. Oh. Unless they just went for like two or three days. Even know. then, she didn't pack one beauty product that we saw. Maybe it's in the bottom of the bag and she shoved the clothes on top. But all I'm saying is I bring a lot of serums and lotions and emollients and that alone is half my bag. Okay, rant. Sorry. But... Isn't it wild how fast he became the victim when she brought up her own terms in a prenup? Yep. Don't you want to make sure this relationship is good? Well, Shida turns around by saying, I see it in exactly the same light for you. Yeah. I thought that was so smart to turn it back on him. She was really smart, and I'm glad that she's sticking to it. It's almost like, yeah, the way you're breaking down a prenup, like, well, I want that for myself, too. I was kind of annoyed that Bilal did not take seriously when Shida was trying to make a good afternoon for him and the kids Mm -hmm. by teaching them yoga. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, it's fun to be goofy and whatnot, but even she said, oh, you didn't even care. Right. If that was the first yoga session they had as a family, I feel like he should have cared a little bit more. He was like a just like a pouty kid that didn't want to do anything. And she's like, dude. Yeah, it has to be his way. Oh, I'm going to be goofy right now because I want to be goofy. We're not going to listen to you. There's a lot of... Little things he does that makes you think like, oh, he always has to be in control. Which maybe is the reason it didn't work out with other individuals. Yeah. Bilal's ex has some balls. She did come in with some attitude, though. Do not. So let me make something clear. This is not your home. If anything, this is more Shida's home than your home. You're a guest here. Mm -hmm. I don't care if your kids are spending the weekend here. Do not come into my house with that energy. I would be showing you to the door. Yeah. You can have a phone conversation with me later if you'd like, but this is not. Something that was fascinating in this conversation is where Bilal's ex is basically saying, you know, I have kids with this man. Sure. So I want my kids to be protected. Because if he protects himself, he protects my kids. Okay, so how about you protect your kids and you worry about how you're leaving them something. Don't worry about your ex-husband. Something that I thought could have been an angle that Shida could have used was did you did you sign a prenup before you I'm got married? I'm very curious. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you didn't sign in that but now you're putting it on me to get one? I'm very curious. It would be like so you would be in you would want to be in my position with you know and the man's protected is what you're saying unless you want me to sign this prenup and for me to protect myself as you should have done way back when. Take that a step further. Did she sign a prenup? With this new husband. Did she make him sign a prenup? Oh, that's another angle too. Yeah. It's like you're throwing your judgments on people, but you wouldn't do yourself. Like, don't. No, did she make this dude sign a prenup? Did yeah. she make certain arrangements to make sure her kids are protected? 
Come on. Also, I need to hear a little bit more about this generational wealth <laughs> that she was talking about. Because I... uh, from some research that was posted online, the only home in his name is like the original home. Well, they said in the county. So they think there's a few stories going on here. So there's either he only actually owns the dilapidated home that he initially took Shida to. And mm-hmm. then there's another camp of people that says, well, he does own another home. It's not listed because it's in a different county. Mm-hmm. So hard to say. I don't know where this home is, if it's truly an Airbnb. But regardless, what is this woman doing? You know, honestly, they they haven't even talked enough to form any kind of relationship. I mean, she even admits, like, nope. I wish I wish Bilal, like, set up a meet and greet very early on in this process. But why are we putting it on him? Well, he's kind of like the I guess he's man. the main, compa- main person here. Right. But she came in too hot, and so anything she says, even if she has a slightly valid point, I don't even care about. Mm-hmm. Which is not a good quality of me. But <laughs> it just any, anything she's saying doesn't make sense, because... Sure, you want to protect your children, but God forbid there's an untimely death. This, a prenup does not protect you in that way at all. It would all go to Shida. Mm. So why don't you work on like a will that the children would be protected in? Mm -hmm. People are focusing way too much on this prenup. Mm. And I want to know, does Bilal's ex even know that Shida wants to put her own stipulations in there? And what does she think of that? Also, why do we care what she thinks? (laughs) <laughs> just as the ex i was i was happy to see shida she was not gonna allow herself to be viewed as some some island girl exactly. coming here to just take a dude's stuff like i was i'm known in my community i had my own business like don't come at me thinking i'm just some dude nothing bitch like i i did enjoy that also you you brought up a really good point when we were watching this what about all of the income that she's losing by starting her life over in a new country for Bilal? Yep. What happens to all of that? How is she not, if we're talking legally, how is she not entitled to even that? He wants to give her nothing. I, I would be curious. Yeah, I guess if things aren't filed or not public, but it would be interesting to get the wording on the original prenup. Yeah. Do you think they'll actually sign it? Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. I hope she gets her portion in there though. Okay. One last thing in my notes, I wrote, what if Bilal's ex told Shida that Bilal has actually had a vasectomy? Oof. Like it somehow just gets dropped. Oh. Oh, God. I, that's the thing. I wouldn't even be that surprised because no, he's such an asshole. No, honestly, I don't want to get too deep. And I don't know the context of his religion, but it might be like not cool to do that. Oh, I see. Yeah. I mean, possibly. I, I don't know. So don't, just, just my, my own internal analysis here. We'll move on to Ari and Leandro. I I mean, Benny. <laughs> that was good. Thank I know, you. I know you can do that. <laughs> but it was a segment with a lot of Ari and Leandro. One, her family's fucking weird. Two, she's fucking weird. Three, Leandro's really fucking weird. But I, I want to agree. But man, they did have 10 years to know this person. Sure, but they're divorced. And they've been divorced for, what, two years now? Right. It, it's almost like Leandro should have been downgraded to a family friend versus a... Not even a family friend. You're an acquaintance. You're... Oof. No. Oof. You don't need to be staying in our town. You don't need to hang out with our grandson. No. Where does this guy live? Because it, like it almost seemed like he flew in. Yes. And I don't understand. I, I don't know. Okay. I really try not to say this because it's... I mean, we're doing a podcast based on reality TV. 
And so I try not to say that it's so set up. It's so fake because we have to do this. We have to have our opinions on what we see, not on what we think or saying it's fake. I mean, we, we really do have to put our opinions out there based on what we see. But all of this just felt so fake to me. I mean, we all feel like Jabri Miona is totally fake. But this specifically this week, the Benny Leandro Ari mm-hmm. sections, especially with Janice, because I have a lot of shit to talk about Janice. Mm-hmm. It felt like they were pushing it. The whole introduction of the characters in the beginning of the scene where Ari is walking like she's by herself or something and yes. meets up with him. And then how ben- many times did they film that walk? And then Benny showed up like 20 seconds later. Where was he? Was like, he cannot they, drive. Well, they, it, oh, but they made it seem like, oh, he's going to meet us there. How? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You guys are literally arrived there together. Where's the baby? <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a pretty bad scene. I personally think it's weird that Ari calls Leandro her best friend. For Anne says that she needs advice from her best there's, friend. There's like a, I get it when you when you separate from someone like that, you can still be friends or whatnot. But it's just odd the way she she always does it almost in like an insult to Benny or something. Yeah, or something good about Leandro. It sucks about Benny. Yep. And I'm like, it obviously didn't work for some reason. Like, you need to stop pretending like you guys are still this good. I mean, she starts out the meeting with the shittiest energy. When Benny comes up and says hello, she says, we were just talking bad about you. I'd be like, okay, then I don't need to fucking be here. That's like a weird-ass response, too. Yeah. Okay. So right. you're playing into this guy's fears, pretty much? That yes. you're talking shit behind his back. You might end up back together someday. She's the kind of girl that loves that both of these men want her attention. Hmm. She feeds off of it. Yeah. Makes her feel so wanted. Yeah. Ari's real brave for bringing up the girl from the gym Mm -hmm. to her ex-husband. Right. I'd just be throwing a fit. I would would not be able to sit there and take it. But Ari doesn't see the the scope of difference in those statements, whether I'm training with another UFC-style fighter Mm -hmm. uh, who happens to be a woman. Yes. Or I... Treat and hang out with my ex-husband as if he was my best friend. Yes. Uh, borderline also in a relationship with him. Yes. Like, that's totally different scenarios. I don't know the perfect timeline, but did Ari basically leave him for Benny? Yes. Because she was still married when they were... Yes. And she essentially said she had to call him and say that she was pregnant. So, I don't want any advice from Leandro. Do you think Leandro kind of... He has a good face on him, but he, like, hates Benny. Probably. Because in some way he maybe took her love or... Yes. You know, whatever. I don't know what state their relationship was in, considering she was traveling internationally without him. But remember, Ari can never dream. Mm. She always has to worry about Benny. Can't can't dream because Benny's a dreamer. Right. Your whole life has been a dream. You're traveling. You're living your best life. You've never paid a bill in the U.S. Oh, yeah. You don't know how to pay bills in the U.S. Yeah. That was weird. Janice's track jacket at Ethiopian New Year was hot. That was dope. I did like that event was cool. They did the tables real well. Mm -hmm. The food looked really bomb. I've never tried the eating like the food with the sort of the bread piece Mm -hmm. already there. That'd be interesting. I hated that everyone interrupted Benny trying to explain the Ethiopian food and comparing it to Argentinian food. Yeah. Oh, let's just start. Absolutely hated let's just it. start listing out bomb Argentinian food as yep. Benny's trying to explain his. And he just had to sit there and wait. I wrote Benny shove that shit down his throat. Oh, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was a lot of food, though. It was. Leander responds with, maybe Benny is trying to eliminate the threat. So you think you're a threat. Yeah, you'd only say that if you're, you were hunting, man. You hunting? Very Regina George. So you think you're really pretty. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that part. <laughs> Janice is getting real annoying. So we start off with the Argentinian food comparisons and just going on and on, talking about Leandro. And then she says something about communication, something in terms of it's a new year, new you, you're making changes. So oh yeah, tell the truth. You so maybe tell you can tell truth. the truth the whole time, all the time. Okay. Like the way Ari and her mom talk about Benny in certain moments. Yeah, they're basically just, that's the way they put him down. Yep. We find out that Leandro is going dress shopping with, Ari and Ari's sister. Dude, when you think this shit can't get any weirder. And Janice says, uh, Leandro can pick the bra. Honestly, I think this family's really sad that it didn't work out between them. I think so, too. Because, I mean, he's a successful, isn't he like a scientist? Something like that. So, yeah, so I think they really are sad about that, that uh, she didn't stay with Leandro. But putting someone down because you're mourning a relationship is not okay. Yeah. Avi is so cute. He is. He's he loves big. massages. He's getting he just oh, like lays cool. there. That was cool. <laughs> He's so cute. He's like, ah, yes, it's my time for a massage. Oh, so sweet. Honestly, Benny is being kind, calling Leandro Avi's uncle. I'd be like, here's your mom's ex. For sure. That is true. This felt so fake. The pregnancy storyline was shit. She doesn't feel well, can't go dress shopping. Leandro's kind of putting pressure on her to go because this is the last night he's in town and she needs a pregnancy test. Is there something written where they couldn't say, do you have COVID? Exactly. Like, you always have to pretend COVID doesn't exist. (laughs) Do you think it's okay for an ex-husband to ask their ex-wife when their last period was? I mean, the context of where they're in, if you were just... Maybe he's like, my professional medical background, uh, when was the last time you had your period? Maybe, maybe. But definitely outright asking no. But yeah, I wasn't buying this shit anyways. It's weird because with social media, it's almost like you'd already know about this. Exactly. Trust me. Reddit will know. Right. So so already we're sitting there and we're like, well, she's, There's not, no pre- way. she's not pregnant. Exactly. Another dig at Benny. I could not stand. You couldn't drive? Yeah. Oh, do you need me to get you a test? Well, I'd love that, but you can't drive. Okay, don't worry. Leandro's got it. Another way to elevate him. Why couldn't you prime now a test? I don't know. I feel like you could. Yeah, it'd be easier than putting your future husband down. They don't agree on the number of kids. The spell also very forced. Benny wants 10 kids. Ari wants maybe one more. So who do you believe in this moment? In what sense? As far as the kid number. Or just in, like I totally believe that Benny would want ten kids. I I okay. I can see there being a discrepancy I, I believe in what they want. That Benny would want ten kids, and I also believe that Ari would have agreed to. You know, she's in the fantasy of like, yeah, let's have like kids, and Ari's like, well, yeah, like, I want a lot of kids. Or Benny Benny says, yeah, I want a lot of kids. But they probably like, never even talked about the number. Let's be honest. If I didn't talk about a number, but. Benny probably said 10, and then she said, yeah, I want, like, some kids. Or she said something where it wasn't, I just want one kid, dude. And then, you know, maybe the relationship doesn't work out from there. But that's a lot of kids. It's a lot of kids. Oh, my and God. don't worry. kids? Yeah. Benny, 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 we, we got to get you a job for us, bro. Yeah. We got to get you, like, uh, Let's uh, get a house. We got to get you a green card. Uh, 10 kids, man. Yeah, we in our 30s. 
Don't worry, because Ari will not let this pass her without putting Benny down once again. She says, My ex-husband knows me better than my future husband. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so annoying. Why do, you, why do you need to say every any time, of these things? Every time they do these jabs, I'm like, all right, why don't you fucking leave Bindi then and go with Yeah, why are, you, why are we having this conversation? And then we see Ari wear an entire sequence gown with a leather jacket to go eat pancakes. This is her, It like, infuriated brunch, me for no this reason. This is her brunch fit. It infuriates you because that's not your brunch fit. It, it's it's, a, it's no. the total opposite is. of our brunch Give fits. Give me my black leggings. I feel like the, Ari's in the stage where she had just bought like four or five fresh fits. And needed and to wear like, them. She's like, I need reasons to wear these. At it was cost. weird. It was so weird. Basically, don't wear sequins in the daytime. Like, if you're going to rock that, just don't do it in the daytime. I don't know why it bugged me so much. It was just so out of place. It was like a little local place. It's like, all, it was, I it's don't all know. It's all making No. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, my feet are just now, and it's been about three or four days, people. I was wearing Vans. They're pretty flat shoes. They're not like running shoes at the theme parks in Florida. But my feet were fucking hurting, man. Yeah. Like, it's like, we're pretty lazy, man. So walking <laughs> that many steps, that many miles per day in that heat. It's whoa, the heat. Your body wears down. Like, yeah. it just does. Like, your knees going to start hurt. Your ankles are going to start swelling. Like, it was just my feet. The bottom of my feet just really. Leon had tiny, like, bags of ice on all of his joints at one point. Like, I came out yeah. and he had them on his ankles and his knees. and. But yeah, just like today, my, my feet are starting to feel pretty good. Like, I still feel kind of tired. That's sunburn. It is. So let me say this right now. What's up? I stand by what I said about Thais. I'm still not pro Thais. She is not my jam, not my cup of tea. The unwillingness to tell the dad is, it's really big. Yeah. Like, you need to tell your dad. Like, uh, what Patrick was saying, we'll, you know, we'll get into more of it in a little bit, but him, like, I cannot marry you unless no. you tell your dad. Like, exactly. He was talking about man code. He's like, I feel, I just wouldn't feel right. Yeah. I just wouldn't feel right. And honestly, I think she's scared that, well, she already Well, knows. I know. She, oh, yeah. Okay. I have okay. my, right. my theory is correct. It's not even a theory. I, I can already see what she's trying to pull. So Patrick wants to take Thais to Vegas, a little vacation, kind of get them back on the right track. It's funny how he flashes his money a lot, but they're staying off the strip in a basic hotel. Oh, in the shot where Thais is showing her dad Vegas, when the camera turns, you could almost see like the Vegas, you know, with the casinos and all that shit out in the distance. Yeah. But hey, honestly, honestly... I'm not hating because you're saving a shit ton of money. Yes. But if you sort of want to take someone to Vegas, first experience might be good to stay. Take them to a nice hotel. Stay on the strip or just barely off. Anyway, that's just my thoughts. At dinner with Patrick, his brother, and his brother's husband, Thais drops the bomb that she did not tell her dad that they're getting married. And she is sticking to her guns. She won't even humor saying like, yeah, it might not be right. No, she's just, I'm not going to do it. I'm grown up. This is how it's going to be. Patrick is completely right that her dad would only blame him. I mean, I think she should tell her dad. Yes, she claims that she's so close to him that so, she's so, a daddy girl, daddy's girl. I mean, you have to tell him. She's she, The I, I entire she, premise of this is a lie. Well, I, I think she knows no matter what, I, I have the, you know, the power to be married, whatever or not, without my dad's yeah. approval or not. But... If you don't tell him, and this is why I think she she won't tell her dad, is that, you know, she loves her dad. I feel like if he were to say, you know, I'm not okay with this, 
it would sort of sway her to not do yeah. it. And she doesn't want to have that happen. But the fact that she says she's just going for a vacation is so dishonest. That's true. You're going for a K-1 visa. Come on. Yeah. That's a big thing to lie about. It's a huge life event. I know exactly why Thais wanted them to elope in Vegas. Why she had them just show up at a little white chapel. Yeah. She wants it to seem like it was a spur-of-the-moment decision to her father. The reason why she's open to FaceTiming her dad now and telling him we're getting married right now is Mm. because she doesn't want to admit that she lied to him and came over on a K-1. I think you're 100% accurate. Yeah. I think that... It's a perfect way to have her cake and eat it, too. If it were to go down, it would be also awkward to see the video of her essentially telling her dad, like... Dad, we got married spur of the moment. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Considering that was the plan the whole time. If your dad watches that, that would be really bad. I need to hear the dad on the tell-all. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. I appreciate Patrick sticking up for himself. And he totally loves Thais. Like I said in the last episode, he loves her more than she loves him. Mm -hmm. But he's still sticking to his guns. That he will not marry her until she tells her dad. Who do you think would crack first? God, probably him. <laughs> I think him too. <laughs> but for now, he's sticking to it. Then we see Patrick have beers with the boys. The boys. Why does Patrick always have to put down other women to lift up his fiance? I hate it. Honestly, I feel like he's probably been trained to do that. I think he has. It's like training. I told her that's how you marry a stripper. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay testicular fortitude testicular i tweeted that last night but i don't think anyone got it i love, I love his accent I don't even <laughs> so mind. do i i don't even mind nothing really came of this conversation over beers no just everyone boys, just lit just boys hanging out yelling about it then we see brazil straganoff 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 it was interesting the recipes that i saw online for this specific type did not have three ingredients it wasn't just chicken mustard mayo there was like seasonings mustard well, there was ketchup, mustard we were questioning there was mustard though we were questioning the mustard we're like mustard i don't know and it was on with the recipes hey i, I love mixed food so but it just looked a little off we should try to make it one day we could it could be a series on twitter <laughs> yeah step one ingredients notice more than three yeah exactly seasoning we love it john goes a little too far being a little obnoxious in the kitchen don't tell me I'm burning my food. Don't have any opinion on anything I'm cooking. Get out of here. Don't talk to me about it. Yeah, you Just, sit your ass down and go over some fucking Uber Eats. Yeah, this isn't for you. Goodbye. Thais is being a nosy neighbor when Patrick and John are talking about the potential bachelor party. Set up or not set up? Mm, probably not set up because she was pretty mad. Yeah. But I just think she could get... A lot more done if she didn't always like freak out about stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, she doesn't freak out, but she has strong opinions, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. So instead of being like, oh, do you want me or a stripper? Why couldn't she just be like, hey, I'd really appreciate it if you didn't have a bachelor party. Like, why can't we just have those conversations? Yeah. She says, I've lived my whole life alone and no one has ever talked about me behind my back. Yeah, because you're alone. Yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah. Who's talking to you alone about you? I was annoyed with Eve immediately when her and Mohavan went to the gym. Oh, can I wear this? Is this okay? Can I show my shoulders? You guys came together from the same house. Mm-hmm. Stop. I think you would have told... Uh, I don't know. This. I don't need this for the cameras. Just live <sighs> your life. Oh, Eve. Eve did no weights. 
Oh, you, you saw. So at, th- at first glance, I thought he put like 15 pounds no. on the machine. And then you're like, no, Leon, there's no weight. on. No, thing. it was just the little. I think it was just like the one two and a half pound or five pound weight. Yeah, it wasn't connected into mm. anything. Also, we both agree that both of them have gained a little bit of marriage weight. Love weight. It's fine. We all do. It's fine. Couple weight, relationship weight. So they're getting back at it. Good for them. We're still not. No. Still. still. (laughs) Though I did tell Leon we're we're detoxing this week. Oh, we have to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, we can't live that vacation life. Vacation calories don't count, but they can still hurt you. Um, another 10 reasons why they shouldn't be in a relationship, they shouldn't get married, and definitely shouldn't have a kid together. They do not believe in the same religion or in the basic fundamentals of how they would raise a child, so they probably shouldn't raise a child together. Muhammad does not back down. No, and so... My kid's gonna learn this. He's not gonna be confused about religion. So why doesn't she listen to that? And be like, what does she think? Is she like... You know, I don't know if I'm okay with that. This isn't going to work. Bye. No. Yeah. Instead of being like, well, we'll see. No, 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 no. This isn't something that you'll see about. <laughs> Muhammad and Theron are very sweet together at the obstacle gym. They had a great time. But on the way home, we find out that the wedding needs to be pushed back a month because the venue fell through. Mm-hmm. And Muhammad basically wants it to go as soon as possible. So like a low court Start house. applying to... You know, all the, everything driver's license yeah, all that stuff to just which get going on life makes sense honestly mm-hmm. something that i found interesting that she says i never thought i would get married i never wanted to get married all of this stuff but she was engaged before well maybe that that's still true by the fact that maybe she's the one that canceled the wedding or the marriage. maybe maybe but she, i'm just saying don't say that you were never gonna get married when you were literally engaged mm-hmm so I didn't write the friend's name down in true fashion, apologies, but Mohammed ended up meeting with his friend from the mosque. It's almost like one of the leaders from the mosque, yes. right? Yeah. He points out that he's home all day, every day. He can't do anything because he has to watch Theron. And Eve is very happy with this, that her life is basically made, made easier by having a caretaker. Hmm. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Did anyone ask him if he was okay with this prior to... To the K-1 visa. Did he know he would be a main child caretaker? I honestly didn't. The way he reacted in the initial episodes, I don't think so. That's the feeling I get too. I don't think so. Muhammad brings up the possibility of just getting another sponsor, but we know that would be very hard considering you're partway through a K-1 visa. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like he's kind of at his rope's end. He's over it, I feel like. The only thing is that we've seen images of them together. Exactly. So we know they stay together, but I don't think they should. I don't think they'll be happy with one another. They definitely shouldn't have kids together. I think Eve, of all people, for it to work, she would have to make so many changes that really change who she is. Yeah. In a way that she does not want to change. Mm -hmm. Fundamentally, does not want to be this religion. She's made it very clear. She will not have raise a kid in that religion if that's not something they want. But here we are. Mm Mm-hmm. Jabri and Miona are in the exact same place that they've been in for many episodes now. I don't know how much planning or non-planning is going on. I feel like they have done nothing. They've done absolutely nothing. No, no, nothing's reserved. Location's not even set, no. first of all. like no, They might be the most behind. Well, Benny and Ari as well, because honestly, I've heard nothing about the wedding there too, besides yeah. getting a dress with my ex. <laughs> yeah, they might be the most behind. 
Because they're already married. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it's hard to take any of these conversations seriously. Especially when mom keeps bringing up, well, why can't you wait a year or two? It's literally 90 Day Fiance. It's the K-1 visa process. Mm -hmm. There's no other one. If you don't get married now, you don't get another K-1. I love that Jabri keeps saying that Miona is just an entitled millennial. She wants everything right now. It's, he has, it's a perfect self-description. Mm -hmm. He always wants everything right now. He doesn't want to work. He'll sell salt to a slug. He's a hustler. When Jabri is talking with his grandma, did you find the qualities about Miona that he shared to be very strange? Hmm. What do you mean? Basically, he said that the things he loved about her were the way that she dressed, the languages that she spoke, her self-marketing, her branding. But it was never about kindness, love, empathy, the qualities of a person, just that she's good at self-marketing. I didn't, honestly, when I was watching this, I didn't even see that as... This might be bad to say, but for me, it was almost normal hearing the way he was describing her. For which, him. For him. Yes. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't didn't even catch that. But I think it's more of he's trying to sell people on Miona by showing you like what she's done. I guess. Versus like, oh, it's just because I love her. Just she's so kind. Versus selling them on just who she is as a person. I'm just not marrying someone because they speak other languages and they're good at branding. Like, and they have you gotta be power, kind. Power. You gotta... The fact that he knew her follower account. That's at, weird. Like, that moment in time no. or whatever. But grandma did offer to officiate the wedding, which was so sweet. You know, I'm all into that. His grandma looks dope. She's the best. <laughs> Jabri does this thing where when his face gets like serious, like his business face, it's almost like I laugh. Great acting. I yeah. laugh because I can't take it seriously. No. Because maybe because he's such a character, when he actually gets into like serious mode, it's almost like that's not who you really are. Exactly. At dinner, Jabri almost blames things on his family. He says, they're concerned about my mental health. Why can't he just say, like, I'm concerned about my mental health or I don't feel well? Mm -hmm. it's, always, it's always someone else. Jabri wants space and wants Miona to keep him focused. And that's definitely not what she wants. He was trying to word it maybe as just don't fucking text me and call me when I'm in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Jabri says he does not want a spoiled princess, that he wants a queen. And my response is, then you better be a king. Because queens, uh, we ain't working, fam. We getting, <laughs> we getting treated. Uh, yeah, he always talks about her being too bougie, too high maintenance. Well, that's what you want. Honestly, when I hear that and they have to buy double the clothes to match. To That's whole, so dumb. I'm like, I hate how much money that. are you spending to match all your clothing in excess purchases? Everything just feels like word vomit in their segments. Nothing really makes sense. There's no really wedding planning. We're not making any progress on anything. If they were to, and that air, like fake air fingers don't believe this, the wedding's going to have to happen close by, period. They're not going to have in California. I don't see it, not seeing it, they ain't got no money, not going to happen. So if they're going to do this whole 90-day we getting married, even though you're already married, it's going to have to be in that area. I don't know. She said beach wedding or nothing, basically. The only way they go through with that, none of their family members will be there. Yeah, which she's fine with. She's happy with. She applauds it. Encourages it. On the next time on, Jabri's parents and Miona talk. While Miona says it went well, Jabri's dad said it's bullshit. So maybe, uh, you know, conflicting feelings on how that went. Uh, Emily is probably pregnant again. 
Based on spoilers we saw at the oh. tell-all, I have insider news, which I don't want to spoil right now. So, <laughs> you but she, probably have seen it. She's probably more pregnant than not pregnant, is what you're saying? <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, but... Boy. Oh, but you oh went back God. to the dad. Like, the dad's, like, one singular. Dad's one rule is don't get pregnant again. And he's going to blame Kobe. It takes two people to have a kid. But here we are. You know, is that going to be a cliffhanger? Maybe. I didn't think about that. Maybe. Damn it. And they're going to be would, happily ever after. That wouldn't that would make sense. It's like a tell all later on. And like if she showed up with more kids or a big belly, it's yeah. like, okay, well, why do we have a cliffhanger? So you can watch the tell all, I guess, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea how many episodes yeah. this is. Yeah. Patrick and John look like they're trying on suits for the wedding and talking about how they both don't handle their emotions very well. Bilal gives Shida a hard copy of the prenup. And asks if she plans on ever divorcing him. Because that's just that's what, what you do. Yeah, uh, Don't really go into the marriage thinking of divorce. No. And he is more than her by making sure this prenup's in place. Mm. Guillermo seems to be reaching a boiling point. He tells Kara that she treats him like a child. Like he's an idiot. Instead of talking about him, she basically pushes it under the rug and says, well, then he shouldn't marry her. Yeve and Mohammed are fighting about the wedding and the paperwork again, which ends in Yeev telling Mohammed to leave. And we know it does not stay that way. Yeah. Uh, I wonder <laughs> where he would go. Probably to that guy's house. His friend. He's riding his bike. Yep. Forever hey, I'm bike. glad to see him on a bike at least. That That's cool. good. Yeah, we, we need to get on bikes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a good week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And we'll talk to you soon. Later, guys. Bye.